a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. We uh, started this week learning some sad news. There was another mass shooting, uh, this time uh, in and near Odessa, Texas. That comes less than a month after another terrible shooting in El Paso, Texas, uh, and also Dayton, Ohio, and in countless other uh, areas across this country. Uh, which have been afflicted by this type of violence. Uh, When these things arise, it is uh, often the case that uh, individuals and groups and organizations and now companies uh, spring into action or they find that they feel the urge to take action. Uh, And yesterday the news was from Walmart, uh, the CEO, uh, via a memo distributed to employees, Doug McMillan uh, said uh, the following. And I'm going to read to you uh, an excerpt from the memo, uh, because it, uh, it contains a lot, and I, I want you to hear it in its entirety. Uh, and then we're going to move on to some of the reactions to the move by Walmart. So here is what uh, here is is what the CEO of Walmart, uh, Mr. Doug McMillan, had to say uh, to employees. He writes: A month ago in El Paso, Texas, a gunman with an assault-style rifle launched a hate-filled attack in our store, shooting 48 people resulting in the loss of 22 innocent lives. Just a few days prior, two of our associates were killed by another associate in our store in South Haven, Mississippi. And hours after the shooting in El Paso, our country experienced another mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio. This weekend brought tragedy to Midland and Odessa, Texas. In South Haven and El Paso, our associates responded to anger and hate with courage and self-sacrifice. Our immediate priorities were supporting our associates and the impacted families and cooperating with law enforcement. In parallel, we have been focused on store safety and security. We've also been listening to a lot of people inside and outside our company as we think about the role we can play in helping to make the country safer. It is clear that the status quo is unacceptable. After visiting El Paso on August 6th, I mentioned that we would be thoughtful and deliberate in our responses. We're ready to share our next steps. Again, this is Doug McMillan. He's the CEO of Walmart. I'm reading to you from a memo which he distributed to employees uh, just yesterday. He writes, We've been giving a lot of thought to our sale of firearms and ammunition. We've previously made decisions to stop selling handguns or military-style rifles such as the AR-15, to raise the age limit to purchase a firearm or ammunition to 21, or to require a green light on background checks while federal law only requires the absence of a red light, or to videotape the point of sale of firearms, and to only allow certain trained associates to sell firearms. 
Next up, he goes into detail about the the specific things that Walmart uh, is going to do. He continues, today we're sharing the decisions we've made that go further. Bullet point number one, after selling through our current inventory commitments, we will discontinue sales of short barrel rifle ammunition such as the 223 caliber and the 556 caliber that while commonly used in some hunting rifles can also be used in large capacity clips on military style weapons bullet point 2 we will sell through and discontinue handgun ammunition and bullet point 3 we will discontinue handgun sales in alaska making our complete exit from handguns He wraps up by saying, we know these decisions will inconvenience some of our customers and we hope they will understand. As a company, we experienced two horrific events in one week and we will never be the same. The memo does continue and go on for some time. It talks about uh, how they will no longer uh, allow folks uh, to open carry, or at least they will urge folks not to open carry when patronizing their Walmart locations. Uh, Time is getting tight. I want to move right on to the reactions by different organizations and individuals. I'm going to read to you three of them. The first one is from the NRA, the National Rifle Association. Uh, it, It reads, the strongest defense of freedom has always been our free market economy. It is shameful to see Walmart succumb to the pressure of the anti-gun elites. Lines at Walmart will soon be replaced by lines at other retailers who are more supportive of America's fundamental freedoms. The truth is Walmart's actions today will not make us any safer. Rather than place the blame on the criminal, Walmart has chosen to victimize law-abiding Americans. Our leaders must be willing to approach the problems of crime, violence, and mental health with sincerity and honesty. That uh, was the words that came from the National Rifle Association. That was a statement in response to the Walmart move. Uh, I'd also like to share with you uh, the, the last statement. It's a bit more measured and comes from the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which says they've always respected the right of companies in our industry to make uh, business decisions they feel are in the best interest of our business and customers. And while we are disappointed by Walmart's announcement today that it has decided to stop selling certain types of ammunitions used in a wide variety of firearms, along with discontinuing the sale of handguns in their Alaska stores, NSSF appreciates Walmart's continuing commitment to America's hunters and recreational target shooters and their equipment needs. As sportsmen and women represent tens of millions of responsible gun owners in this country. It then continues uh, to acknowledge Walmart's uh, ability to operate as its own entity, of course. Uh, So that's that. That's what Walmart had to say. That's what the NRA said. And that's what the National Shooting Sports Foundation has to say. Uh, We're going to take a quick break for news. When we come back, we're going to speak with Clark Apotion. He is the chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. We're going to talk more about the details of this Walmart Meadow. Uh, Walmart memo and what they mean in practice. I'm Lee Lonsberry filling in on Inside Sources, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. 
to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. We've been talking today about a number of things. Most recently, we've been discussing uh, the memo sent by Walmart CEO Doug McMillan to his employees. This went out yesterday. It announced, uh, uh, among other things, that Walmart will be getting out of the business of handgun ammunition. It also is getting out of the business of uh, ammunition chambered in two two three and five five six, and in Alaska, it'll no longer sell handguns. And I believe that that gets it out of the handgun business entirely. Uh, one last ask uh, that the the company has made is that its patrons uh, don't open carry when visiting their stores. I uh, there are a number of details in here that are a little uh, unclear to me, and I think may have some. Uh, some unintended consequences or some uh, at least need for for further clarity. And uh, when there is clarity needed on a gun issue uh, here in this state, uh, there's really only one person to turn to. That's Clark Capotion. He joins us on the line now. He is the chairman of the Shooting Sports Council, uh, a friend of mine uh, for many, many years. In fact, if I'm correct, uh, it is from you that I got my uh, first concealed carry permit many years ago with my dad sitting uh, alongside. We got that together. How are you, sir? I am doing well, and yes, you were. You were in one of those early classes. Very nice. Uh, you've, uh, I'm sure, been through this uh, this memo. You know what Walmart is calling for. Uh, there are a few little things that, you, well, you and I, I should disclose, you and I had a conversation earlier, and there were a few things that stood out uh, to us. Uh, what, what strikes you, sir, as you, as you come to learn of this new policy from Walmart? Well, when the CEO started talking about handgun ammunition, and then they, they still, for first gun people, when he used the word clip instead of magazine, um, I think he should have had somebody proofread that memo. But anyway, and then he talked uh, again about, so I've got um, short-barreled firearm ammunition, uh, is one of the statements he made, and then he talked about handgun ammo. He's not going to sell handgun ammo anymore. And for shooters out there, we know that it, it's pretty much all interchangeable to, to a great degree now. Nine millimeter, if you think of a classic nine by 19, nine millimeter uh, handgun ammo, that's also used in rifles. And rifle, air, you know, uh, ammunition that we would traditionally think of as rifle ammunition, 556, 223, that type of thing, is also used in pistols. So to, to what degree are they going to start, you know, banning that? Where do they draw the line on that? And to call something a short barreled firearm ammunition, is really confusing because the industry doesn't use that term. Short, short barrel rifle has a has a definition as far as the ATF goes. Well, That's something that requires a special tax stamp, and and you have to pay a little extra for that. Yes, you you go through a you go through a, a background check. You pay the tax stamp. It's a, it's a registered firearm, and so yeah, if the industry does use short barrel rifle, short barrel shotgun, I don't think that's what he's talking about though. Yeah. No one is arguing uh, that Walmart is out of bounds by making a call like this. It's certainly within their right as a company to decide what uh, will and will not stock their shelves. Uh, but as you said, it seems there may be a little bit of misunderstanding about the, the, the products and the, the, the way of describing them uh, as, they, as they take them off their shelves. Is that fair? Exactly. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see, you know, what, you know, as, as I talked to my board, as uh, this didn't even actually, you know, come up on our radar, really. Um, the board didn't even pass it around because it's not that big a deal. I mean, not in Utah. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. It's a company's decision. They, uh, you know, they, they talk about stopping their sale of uh, handguns. Well, they haven't sold handguns in 10, 20 years, except in one state, and that's in Alaska. 
and they they basically sell bolt action and some mild semi-automatic 22s and some hunting rifles and that type of thing at their stores already. So, what do you think will be the the I don't want to say fallout, but what will, what will happen next? How will the the business change? How will industry change? Walmart makes up a a healthy percentage of all ammunition sales. What happens next? You know, and you're right. They probably are the single biggest uh, retailer of, of ammunition and certain types of firearms. I I think it's going to easily be absorbed into your other stores like Cabela's and Sportsman's Warehouse uh, and Shields, and in addition to the, the smaller gun stores, the local there, gun stores. There are probably a number of folks that are pretty happy to hear this news. Oh, I would imagine so. And if you think about it, you know, I, I haven't purchased, you know, hand or ammunition or firearms at a Walmart in, I don't know, 10, 15 and But if I did... It's likely that I would go through there and, and, you know, buy a box of 45 ammo, and then I'd probably walk through there and buy some other stuff made in China and, and walk out. But I'm not going to be buying that other stuff now because I won't be buying any handgun ammo. I mean, not to the degree I did anyway, but um, I just don't know a lot of folks that did buy ammo there. There must be some because... No, they are a big reseller of it. I, I can tell you that I, I've purchased a good deal of handgun ammunition uh, from Walmart. Uh, uh, there, near where I live, there, there's a shooting range that some of my friends and I uh, patronize from time to time, and uh, and it's at the it's at the the Walmart before we get there where we stop and pick up our ammunition. But let me let me ask you about something you mentioned to me earlier in our conversation uh, about the, these interchangeable uh, calibers or rather ammunition, which can be fired through both a, a pistol and a rifle. Uh, there, I think, as most people know, uh, one of them, in fact, designed uh, here in Utah, the Browning Buckmark. Uh, there are pistols which can fire the twenty-two long rifle uh, uh, caliber. What was it you taught me about uh, about twenty two long rifle and the distinction between shooting it between uh, a rifle and a pistol? Well, that's that's a good point. If you're a seller, if you're working at the gun counter at, uh, at a gun store at Walmart or whatever, and somebody comes in and says, "I need a box of twenty two ammunition, twenty two rimfire," and they look to be under twenty one years old, they are supposed to ask them, "Is this for a rifle or is this for a pistol?" And if the answer comes back, it's for a pistol, and they check the ID and find out that the individual is somewhere between 18 and 20, they cannot complete that sale. And, and that's under federal law. That's in, not just Utah, but every state in the nation. It is, even though it's interchangeable. Now, they could obviously say, well, it's for a rifle, and then they could complete that sale. Uh, Clark, I'm grateful to you for your time here today. I'm anxious to see, uh, you know, after the after this new policy is rolled out, w- which calibers stay on the shelf or not. Uh, because as as you exactly. and I know, certainly uh, there is a lot of interchangeability, and there will be ammunition. Real quick here, yeah. In, in addition, uh, Walmart says that they only complete a firearm transaction due to their policy when they receive an affirmative green go light from. Uh, Nick's or, or, you know, from the, uh, from the, uh, from the Fed check. Utah already does that anyway. Uh, you can't purchase a firearm or take possession of it until you get an affirmative green. Yes, you can. In some states, if, if it just sits there for five days, you can go pick up the gun. Right. But, uh, and, and Walmart is now institute or has instituted that a while ago. Utah has done that for many, many, many years. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Clark, I'm grateful to you for talking to us. This uh, this memo, I'm sure, uh, strikes some people as an unfortunate thing and some people as a, a positive thing. And, you know, in this free economy in which we live, I guess uh, that's that's just the reality in which we live. And we, we go into the directions that make us comfortable and happy. And uh, and it's well within Walmart's uh, rights and prerogative to, to do exactly what they've done. Uh, Clark, again, thank you for your call. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment. Uh, and next, I am going to... I'm going to hijack the program for my own benefit. Uh, When we come back, I'm going to tell you uh, about uh, a new member of my family who's on the way and what I'm trying to do to get ready uh, for her arrival. Uh, You're listening to Inside Sources. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.